Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope, Max Roy Brown. How are you doing, Max? Oh yeah, yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, yeah, not too bad. And Ross Legg, how are you, Ross? Bloody marvellous, mate. On this week's show, we will wrap up England's 2-1 T20 series win over Australia. We'll take a look forward to the three-match ODI series, once again against Australia. And we'll be bringing you part one of our IPL preview, featuring KKR, KXIP, RR and RCB. Uh, Max, can you decipher uh, my notes there? Kolkata Knight Riders, Kings Eleven Punjab. Uh, did you say Rajasthan Royals yep. and uh, Royal Challengers, ba- Challengers Bangalore? Yeah, very Is good. That, yeah. Uh, thanks for helping me out. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I failed at the end. I, I think the IPL previews may be my favourite show that we've done so far. So, so expect good things, dear listener. Before we get on to all the exciting cricket, though, um, I think we should weigh in on, on Shane Warne's big suggestion of the week. And um, boys, he he suggested after maybe the second T Twenty uh, of, of the of the series that's just finished that bowlers should be allowed five overs instead of four in T Twenties. Uh, Max, what are your thoughts on Shane's suggestion? Uh, I reckon he's saying that so that Australia get another over or two out of uh, Mitchell Stark, and that's it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I, I yeah, it's it's. I can't possibly believe that it's not coming from a position of uh, wanting Australia to win more. Okay, would you not think that um, the Archer bowling five and Rashid bowling five for England would have a similar effect, though? Because he's not saying, just to be clear, Max, he's not saying Australia... <laughs> it's only for Australia. Yeah, <laughs> should be allowed five overs each. It's, it's all yeah, nations. It would, it, would, it would be yeah probably more beneficial for England, actually, come to think of it. But if you look at um, what we've been... The kind of dross we've been throwing down over the last uh, couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, all in favour. Why not? Yeah, Ross, what are your thoughts? Uh, I actually quite like the fact there's only four overs because I love the bits and pieces bowlers that have to end up bowling. We don't like, have I think to. You, t- stoyness. You could just pick a proper bowler. Yeah, but they don't, do they? They always, but they always load the batting pretty much. And I like it when a part timer comes on and gets absolutely flogged around. It's part and parcel yeah. of T Twenty. I mean, actually, from a from a sensible point of view, um, I I prefer it with uh, more bowlers bowling fewer overs because. Teams are more inclined to actually pick bowlers, and we've we've spoken before, haven't we? That it's not you don't need to bat to ten. Yeah. So just to follow through on that point, Max, more bowlers should bowl fewer overs. Would you be a ten-two maximalist? So ten overs, two bowlers each. I actually think yeah, you should. Uh, everyone should have a fixed position in the field, and uh, <laughs> after every two overs, you should rotate round one. Okay. <laughs> Net, netball be, meets cricket. Yeah, that would be quite good. Um, I I actually don't think it would make any difference. Um, because so Shane Warne's saying it, isn't he? Because he thinks that the the T Twenty game is too tilted in favour of of the batsman, and he's saying if if bowlers got five overs, that means better bowlers have more impact on the match. But what he's not doing there is he's not thinking through who would be dropped, um, which is the kind of crap batsman crap bowler um the, the, the middle way you're, you all teams would pick four bowlers obviously uh and they they'd then pick another specialist batsman so you'd have you'd probably end up it's a zero sum game isn't it uh, teams just go harder sooner are you saying that an idea out of Shane Warne's mouth isn't being fully thought through <laughs> is what you're saying I think that's where I'm going with that point. Yeah, yeah. It's well, not I, the worst I, idea he's ever had. No, I did. I did find it interesting though when he was talking about Adam Zampa. So we might come on to this, but it was it was a bit where um, I think Nasser Hussein goes, "Oh, so have you been speaking with Adam Zampa, giving him a few tips?" He was like, "No, I haven't spoken to him in years." So I'm just not sure if he actually gets an in now with the Australian cricket team. I think he probably does with some, doesn't he? But uh, yeah, just not their just not their frontline leg spinner. <laughs> yeah, um, he's too busy talking to Don Bess. Before we move on with a wrap-up of that Australia-England T20 series, Ross, where can people find us and what are we going to tell them to do this week? We're going to tell them to do the okie-cokie and turn around. That's what we're going to ask them to do. No, I'm only joking. Um, they should find us on Twitter and Instagram, at the Cricket Pod. Um, and they also need to follow us um, or subscribe. That's what I'm looking for, the word. Subscribe and tell a friend. 
Very good. Uh, Max, do you have anything to add after, you, after your great input last week? <laughs> do the hokey-cokey and then turn around. <laughs> uh, excellent. Uh, we'll be back after this jingle with England v Australia. Beautiful. All hands from Roy. Off the legs, bread and butter for Johnny Bairstow. Four more. 50 for Joe Root. He's just ticked along. First six of the innings. Holgan chains it into the leg side. It's another six. Six more. Six more. Six more. And 50 for Butler from just 22 delivery. Just Butler taking England to a famous win. Yeah, so as Jack, you said at the top of the show, England won the T20 series um, against Australia 2-1. Um, I'm just going to do a bit of a quick round-up and we can kind of uh, dissect exactly what um, kind of went on. First game, Australia blew probably the strongest position in T20 they're going to get um, and managed to uh, turn needing 69 from 68 balls with 10 wickets in hand um, and losing, which was pretty impressive. <laughs> Yep. As things go. Um, second game, Joss Butler and Milan built a great innings together to chase down the paltry 157 that Australia set after a very good start from Archer and Wood um, in the first innings. Um, Steve Smith got run out by Morgan. It was probably the best bit of fielding of the entire um, series. Um, and Morgan actually dislocated his finger. Did you? Did any of you guys see the picture? I saw the picture. Yeah, yeah a bit it was wonky. pretty gruesome. Yeah, it was awful. But he came out to bat because he's a bit of a champion. Um, and he's Owen Morgan. Nothing phases that man. Um, and then we got on to the final game that happened last night where uh, England just decided that we'd won the series 2-0. We're going to just drop even more of our first 11 so everyone else can and, have a go. And also the ball several times. <laughs> also the ball. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, we didn't cover ourselves in glory. It was clearly... Um, the motivation was quite clearly lacking there, and that definitely doesn't bode well for um, when they go and get a grilling from Owen Morgan himself. Um, we ended up losing by five wickets with four balls to go. Um, did you guys watch the game? Yes. Yeah. Uh, any 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 thoughts that immediately step out uh, other than uh, other than Joe Denley hitting a magnificent twenty nine not out? Uh, well, entirely I, off the edge of his bat on on the fielding point. Um, they that they and by they I mean the analysts often say that it's actually quite hard to lose a cricket match based on fielding. Uh, it's almost always one of the other skills that you've done badly. But to demonstrate how badly England fielded yesterday, it, it is one of the rare cases where that happened. Um, Crickviz is rather murky interpretation of of, of fielding runs saved and so on. Uh, said England England cost themselves thirty two runs in the field. Which is quite a wow. lot out of 140. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when there were only a few balls left in Australia's innings when they did get home. They, they tried, didn't they, to repeat their heroics of the first yeah, game? Yeah, I mean, apparently England uh, outbatted and outbowled Australia. But um, I, I, I don't know if that's what I would say. Um, they certainly, certainly, though, um, didn't outfield Australia. Uh, yeah, it was quite embarrassing. I mean, touching on the fielding, um, did you see Steve Smith catch Moeen Ali on the boundary? Yep. And yep. then Steve Smith immediately went, yeah, that's out. And then nobody trusted him. Like, the umpires <laughs> were just like, instantly, that's going upstairs. And I don't think it was out. I think his foot is on the on the thing, on the cushion. And Mike Atherton's sitting there, it's the shadow. It wasn't the shadow, it was his foot or the cheek. I didn't think it was out. I think it would have left some kind of an impression. But either way, it doesn't really matter. It's it's T twenty. Yeah. Like, well, meant, meant the super captain Moeen Ali, the first Muslim to captain England, which is a great moment for I think English sport in general. Actually, um, I thought we did we did okay. Uh, we've got Adil Rashid down in my notes, and I've just got a heart around him. He is <laughs> an unbelievable bowler. The googly to Finch was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in it's a mark of England. Well, like one, a kind of dearth of spinners in England, but also how well he's bowled in this in, in the last sort of two or three weeks. Uh, he's now properly in contention for a place in the Test team based on uh, based based on based on his performances. Um, and I, you know, to some to some respect, I, 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 or to some level, I think that might be warranted. He has bowled very well, um, clearly, or, or well. I don't know, maybe not clearly, but for my money, he's been the best bowler in the white ball games I've seen from England, Pakistan or Australia um, so far. 
Yeah, uh, he he actually deserves the moniker of make something happen. Like he <laughs> genuinely, like, he's he's absolutely done. and you're excited to watch him bowl as well. Like he's a, he's a, just a master craftsman of what he's doing. Sure, um, I I think as well. It, uh, we we spoke about this for quite a long time on the last show, I think. But it it shows again. I mean, I think um, last night's game, so Tuesday the third the third T twenty, shows again how desperate England are for another proper spinner. Uh, I think they might have won that game if they'd managed to bowl 12 overs of spin. Uh, it didn't really look like it was very easy to bat uh, with, no. with the ball, ball turning like that. And did you, do you reckon it was a, a confidence thing from Moeen Ali? I mean, he only bowled one over and went for five and then went straight to Mark Wood after that, who then got carted by Mitch Marsh. Um, and again, you, they were talking about it on the commentary, kind of the matchups and Mitch Marsh coming from Western Australia, playing at the Gabba, was used to playing on those bouncy pitches and playing that kind of bowling. Was it a confidence thing for Moeen Ali that he didn't bowl himself in that situation? I think it might be partly that. Um, I wonder as well whether they just had a plan and stuck to it. Uh, so they decided that, I don't know, what, Curran, Archer and Wood would bowl one, one over each for the last three overs and on the field, despite the evidence suggesting that Denley might be a better option than Wood, to be honest. Um, they they didn't they did they weren't that flexible. It's mm. hard to say. It's hard to say. Uh, I, I, I I it probably was the wrong decision to go with pace, wasn't it? Yeah. But it does. Yeah, I think we do have to factor in that that Mo and Ali isn't a, an elite level T Twenty spinner, and he knows that. And maybe he didn't want to put himself in a position where he he effectively throws the game away, and we'd all be sitting around saying, why didn't he bowl Mark Wood and Joffre Archer? Yeah, but then we wouldn't run a cricket podcast. We wouldn't <laughs> moan about something like that. Um, David, David Milan at first slip had a bit of a torrid time, didn't he, unfortunately? So Joe Denley, as you mentioned, bowled one. Uh, it edged, went straight through his hair, through his hands. Um, and I think there was another nick off of um, Rashid as well that he missed out on. Um, which is a bit of a shame. I thought he had a really good series, David Milan. Yeah, well, he's now the top T20 batter in the world, isn't he, according to the ICC? Yeah, don't yeah. worry, India and Pakistan fans. <laughs> Kohli and Babar Azam still have a higher average than him. Minimum 500 runs. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I, well, yeah, not the greatest way for it, for it to end for, for Milan. But I, I think, I don't know about you two, but I think he's probably nailed down a spot in, in that T20 side over the, over those three games. Um, Morgan, oh, so. Morgan said, didn't he, before the series that um, he, wanted, he wanted people to go and seize their opportunity. Banton spoke, talked a big game. Um, but it was Milan, really, I think, who's who's come through and and delivered uh, along to to maybe a slightly lesser extent. Butler, adding the final game, Bersto. So, so does that mean that England? Well, with the bat. Well, yes, with the bat. Obviously, with the bat. Um, Can we please take the gloves off him? <laughs> possibly. I don't. It's not like we've got another five wicket keepers I, in the squad. So I don't really understand on that, Max. Maybe you do. Why does Butler keep in the ODIs and not the T20s? I. I haven't got. I think. Mate, I don't know. I don't. No, I don't know. I haven't got an answer for you. I'm afraid. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I also don't know why uh, Banton or Billings don't keep if they're playing. Yeah. yeah. I must. I must admit. I thought that Billings is a better gloveman than Bairstow, and I would have thought he would have taken them because I Billings don't think they want to change good. it around like that. Though I think they're fairly set on. I, I can understand why you don't give the gloves to someone who comes into the team for one game. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, but there is a bit like if if folks was in that team, he would wear the gloves, right? Yeah, but yeah. folks wouldn't get in that team, is the, but, is the point. But, is the, but I'm saying is that from a best gloveman point of view, in T20 cricket, it's important to have a good wicketkeeper. Absolutely. I, no, I get what you're saying, but I think you kind of, in some in some parts of the field, you maybe want a settled um, lineup, and they it appears they've decided that with the wicketkeeper. I, I, yeah, was, I mean, Bairstow, Bairstow could bat in that team on his own because when he performs, he's unreal. But in, in T20 cricket, having a proper wicketkeeper is more important than in a lot of other forms because you've, well, you've got the opportunity, if you want, to stand up to um, some of the paces, you know, stop people moving around in the crease so much. Um, dropped catches are probably more costly. DRS. Here's what I no. <laughs> here's what I'd say though. I, I don't think you can bring in someone else. It has to be between um, Butler and Bairstow. The others just aren't good enough at batting to get in that team. Yeah, I, I'm, to be fair, as much as I'm disagreeing there, I agree on your point that you don't want someone coming in and upsetting the apple cart. Um, Sam Billings, I just don't think he's good enough to play for England. If I'm he's, had a, he's had a few shots, hasn't he? A few bites at the cherry and not quite done it. 
Yeah, Tom Banton, I think he batted well against Pakistan, didn't really do it against Australia, um, but he's still very young, so there's plenty more to go. Yeah, um, one of the points, actually, that um, I'm not sure who it was, I think it might have been David Lloyd was making about Tom Banton, is that he performed well in against Pakistan, and he got to open, which is where he normally bats in T20s. And obviously against uh, Australia, he... Well, he opened in the in the last game, but to start with, he was shunted down the order to make room for Butler. Yeah, I I, I get what you're saying, Max. But I I to if you want to look at it from the point of view of picking your best eleven, um, I think Banton doesn't get in as an opener, so he has to bat somewhere else. And if he can't bat somewhere else, he's not in the best eleven. Mm. And I think that what he's like I was saying earlier, he spoke a big game before. The, the Pakistan series about saying he, how he had to make himself undroppable effectively. Well, I think he's made himself pretty droppable. <laughs> I mean, if we yeah. were gonna, if you're gonna pick pick the team, Bairstow and Butler pretty much nailed on, I think, to open the batting. Then would you go Milan Morgan or or Roy Morgan Milan? Or, or, yeah, I was gonna say they're probably yeah. gonna try and shoehorn Roy in somewhere, aren't they? Um, Roy maybe had his reputation enhanced slightly by not playing in these because he's he's not got the greatest T Twenty record in the world, but. Um, I don't. I, I don't. He, I think he fully, he's probably he fully embodies Banton now. Yeah, he, f- he also fully embodies the Morgan spirit, mm. and I think that is a huge part of that England setup. Like Jason Roy sets that tempo. He has destroyed some of the bowlers that he's, they're going to come up against in the World Cup, and I think actually sometimes <coughs> they're they're picking the player and they're picking the the aura around a player. Um, looking over to the other side, Australia. I like Adam Zampa. At the start of the series, we didn't know whether Adam Zampa was good or not. I think he's pretty good. Uh, I think he's bowled well. He's maybe not got the rewards that he deserves as well. I think he got he got in the first um, T20. What did he go for? Twenty two in one over after bowling three really good overs, and it, and that kind of because T20 you only get four bites at the uh, the proverbial apple um, that ruined his figures somewhat. But I I thought he was uh, again maybe Australia's pick of the bowlers, which is a big win for the leg spinners. Yeah, it was, it was nice to see that they picked Josh Hazelwood. It was kind of that bit of like, England just pick a test bowler and be like, can you just bowl line and length? And people like Tom Bant will get themselves <laughs> out at the top of the innings. Uh, yep. Yeah. And yeah. um, just to roll back to uh, the first ODI, do we want to mention anything about Australia's choke? The first T20, you mean? Yeah, whatever. Uh, well, it was just very spectacular. It was very England. Like, that was a very old England. That England kind of circa 2001. Yeah, the old, the old uh, Dimitri Mascarenas, Michael Yardy, Matt Pryor have all got out for nothing. <laughs> uh, well, other than that, I think uh, I think we did pretty well in that game to be honest. At the end, the death bowling actually really paid off. Um, Tom Curran, as much as we kind of think that David Willey's probably a better player, he's finding his feet in international cricket now, and actually the variations do seriously make an issue, make a difference. Chris Jordan is one of the best T Twenty players probably in the world. I think that's a bit of a stretch. He's good. Do you think? I think he's good. I think he's... He can be on his day, but I think he's a little too erratic to be in that top tier. Fair enough. Um, and then Joffre Archer is just he's a bit of quality, isn't he? He's struggled in the last, last game, but he's definitely, definitely one of the best in the world. South Africa have made a real mess of this. So after the T20 action, the hors d'oeuvre, if you like, the cricketing hors d'oeuvre, we've got the ODIs, uh, which are England's last matches of the summer, taking place this Friday, Sunday and uh, next Wednesday. Um, first of all, let's just let's just try and contextualise these slightly. Um, if England won, say, 3-0, so they whitewash Australia in these ODIs, would you say it makes the summer substantially better from an English cricket perspective? You know what? I'm not sure if it does, because we've won the World Cup. So it's like, who cares anymore? <laughs> you realise there's been an entire year since that happened, Max? No, nah, doesn't matter. Okay, so you're, you're still... There's not been another World Cup yet. You're, so you're effectively saying that ODIs don't matter. I um kind of. I mean, I just sort of thinking that from the perspective of probably how England are viewing cricket at the moment, and that 
they're probably a little more concerned about the Ashes and the T20s. Yeah. Well, Ross, would you would you disagree? Um, well, I think that it speaks volumes that we sent kind of Josh Butler home on the on the last game. Plenty of people have been rested for this series to come back in. So Ben is Ben Stokes actually back for this? No. Okay, well, there we go. Like, we, we don't particularly care about it for Burnley. <laughs> it completely changes my point. But I think um, when it comes to it, ODI cricket, as Max says, isn't that important. But at the same time, it's against Australia. We want to win. And I think Morgan cares about being number one in the world. Yeah. So if you say England's summer so far has been maybe, what, a 7 out of 10, would it make it an 8 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10 for you, Ross? Uh, it'll probably be a 9 out of 10. 3 nil win. Oof. But I, we're playing at the end of September. I just, or middle of September. There's no way those three games will be getting played. Sure, I reckon they'll get them in. Um, the weather looks quite good next week. There's not really much to talk about. I, I'm, to be honest, mildly not bothered. I mean, I'll, I'll watch a bit <laughs> of them. Um, like you, Max, I kind of... it's it, it's a, They've very much got an international friendly vibe, haven't they? Um, yeah. These matches. Probably a little bit better than the Nations League, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm kind of mildly interested. Uh, Milan didn't get a spot in the squad. Is is the is the big news from an England selection point of view? Um, he's would, a reserve, isn't he? Would you have brought him in? He's in a rich vein of form. I think he deserves it. Yeah, he? I, the decision was made before, wasn't it? I think, but before the T20s. Well, they've dropped, they've uh, dropped Joe Denley. Yeah. So Joe, Joe Denley is no longer the reserve. It's that David Milan. So he's re- replaced him as a replacement. <laughs> I, I think that's probably fair. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a game at some point. Sure. Um, right. Uh, do you have any predictions to make for this? Because I think we should wrap this up fairly quickly. I, I think we've established that it's kind of, you know, somewhat important. Ross, you seem to be give it give it a higher uh, place on the pedestal of cricketing. Well. I- I mean, when I when I say I don't think it really matters, I think when you were talking in the con- context of English sup- the English summer uh, of cricket, I don't think it really matters. But on its own, as a little nugget of cricket, like Ross said, it's against Australia, so it does matter. So you're outflanked. You don't want to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I also think was, we don't know when we're going to play cricket again, right? That is also a bit thing. Like this, this could be the last bit of international cricket for the whole a whole summer. A whole we got the IPL, Ross. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, so, so, uh, so back to my the point I was trying to make. For Max, you you outfoxed me. Um, <laughs> do, do you have any predictions? Uh, what what do you think will happen in these three matches? Um, I said, uh, was it last week? You said um, whitewash that we would win everything. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's not happened in the T20s, but I'm going to stick with it for the ODIs because we're the best in the I also, world. I also don't think you're to blame on that one, Max. Well, the th- that third, we pretty much played a second eleven the whole way through, and then played a third eleven in the final <laughs> one, and you, we were we were still pretty close to winning it. Uh, I think I think it's going to be two 0 England in the ODR. We'll lose a game to uh, Rain. Yeah, uh, so two two nils was that? No, I said three. Okay, sorry, so that's five nil. Um, yeah, I I'm going to go two one. I think England will try hard for a little bit and then stop trying hard. Um. I'm not. Yeah. Well, if, certainly, if we win the first two, then it's guaranteed two-one, isn't it? There's no way we're winning the. Th- well, I've just said that we're going to win three-nil, but yeah, Jay Dernback will hopeful. be called up and he'll have a game. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I mean, like because of the the the, the distance, because of the distance to the next um, World Cup, uh, fifty-over World Cup, it does feel like there's not really that much to play for. I mean, like most of these, the the bilateral ODI series, they're they're kind of about learning what your best eleven is. Uh, how they respond to different situations. It's all uh, a little bit of a dry run for for those World Cups, or, or in my opinion, or certainly from from an English English perspective, I think that's how people view them. Um, and I just uh, we're not going to be playing anything like our best team. I don't even necessarily think we're going to be playing many of the prospects. So I, I I am struggling. I have to say to find this exciting. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't show in your voice. <laughs> But we definitely shouldn't have given him this bit to run. I, <laughs> I would say I would go so far as saying that if England lost three nil, it wouldn't have any impact on how I think England summer went, and if they won three nil, it wouldn't have any impact on how I think England summer went. Um, Fair enough. Well, on that cheery note, <laughs> let's move on to the IPL. <laughs>
terrific touch. Chennai Super Kings. Chennai Super Kings. Suraj Raina. Chennai Super Kings. Chennai Super Kings. Chennai Super Kings. Yes, so belatedly we are uh, at that time of year that everyone looks forward to, uh, the start of the IPL, um, normally in March. Uh, this year's unlucky 13th, really, IPL is uh, getting underway on the 19th of September, only uh, 175 days late, and the final is taking place on the 10th of November. Um, I mean, not only has a global pandemic uh, blighted the, the plans for the IPL this year, it's also... Um, had to deal with some Indo-Chinese geopolitics, which have caused a bit of furore about the sponsorship. Um, so initially, uh, Chinese company Vivo, communications company, were going to uh, sponsor the IPL. That's Vivo, if uh, if you didn't know, because I didn't know, own um, OnePlus and Oppo and oh, those I didn't know. phone companies. So there you go. A bit of business for you. But yeah, we had um, a good business spot on last week's podcast as well, haven't we? Maybe we should re... Reorient the podcast. The cricket business podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This week in the cricket markets. Um. (laughs) Well, is is there there anything Wickets are up against the Dow. There's that that footballing, football shares thing, isn't there? Maybe we should do a cricket one. That could be it. That could be our our offering to humanity. Um, Back to the IPL. (laughs) Uh, so yeah this year Vivo um, there was a last minute change in sponsorship so uh, the IPL is now being sponsored by Dream 11 this year um, I believe fantasy sports company Um, also prize money has been slashed in half this year no Uh, so the the prize money the winners are earning just under three million dollars is uh, Max is that on a per player basis uh, no, so that's for the team, but there is a rule that at least half of it has to be uh, given out to the players. Um, but don't worry. And does, does it go equally among the players? Uh, or does, like, someone like, does someone like A.B. De Villiers just take 40% of his Messiah <laughs> contract? I'll have 49%, guys. You can have the other one. Um, it's not about the money, though, is it? It's not about the money, because uh, there's two prestigious pieces of headwear up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is what we're, that's what people are playing for. That is what we're here for. The orange cap for top run scorer and the purple cap for the top wicket keep- taker, not keeper. That's a different they cap. They should have an extra cap. Exist. For the top wicket keeper. I, I, I was thinking about this. They should upgrade the cap scenario. Sombreros. So it, top know, hat. It, like in India have some pretty incredible headwear. I think they should go all out. It would it would make it it'd be a, a leveler as well, wouldn't it? Because obviously like you wear you, you have the orange cap. If you're running away with top run scorer, Maybe it, it'll, um, it'll make it a bit more the, even. You have if to wear the headwear yeah, when you're batting against Mitchell Stark. Your vision Stark. Is, is slightly uh, blighted by the uh, by the sombrero or the, the, the heavily brimmed cap. That could be a, a new invention to jazz things up a bit. Does the headwear um, get more ostentatious the more runs you score or the further ahead you get? Oh, right. Oh. So like a, a handicap sort of thing. So it starts as a cap and then once you get over like 200 runs, then you've got a uh, sombrero. Then 300, mm. we will go with uh, a 10-gallon cowboy hat, kind of a bit too nice. heavy for, for India or, or mm-hmm. Dubai. And then 400... Add some flares, add some, like, uh, add some, uh, some lovely drills. Yeah, four well, we could have, yeah, maybe the corks, uh, Australian cork mm. hat. 400, I think we introduce a crown, because um, <laughs> 400 is, is a princely amount of runs. I don't know, where would you, you go from a crown? Can you imagine? Uh, can you imagine bowling in a cowboy hat? Imagine think, bowling in a cowboy hat. I think a thousand runs. Perhaps we could start looking at, um, you know, British uh, British soldier, um, big. Well, one one better, Max. Big Space, ones. Spaceman's helmet. Or astronaut lid. Yeah. Or the Stig. Well, <laughs> we've we've gone a little. We've digressed somewhat. There are hats. The I think Andre Russell is actually the Stig. That's the key point. Um, we've got the hats. Yeah. So um, we'll cap that conversation off and we'll move back to Knock it the on actual the head. IPL. <laughs> Knock it on the head, very good. That's much better. Um, so this, this year's IPL uh, will again be contested by eight teams. Um, some of those teams have in the past been banned for match-fixing and betting scandals. We should not forget that. And uh, these teams will all play each other twice, uh, once in the UAE and then again in the UAE. Uh, it starts... With a mouth-watering repeat of the 2019 final oh. between Mumbai Indians and Chennai Super Kings. Big rivalry. 
If you don't that's... know anything about the IPL, that's the number one rivalry. And uh, obviously, last year's final um, was a a one-run victory for the Mumbai Indians. So uh, they'll be the Chennai Super Kings will be out for revenge. It was a pretty good final. It wasn't the best final of the year, though, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll be playing with some uh, some adaptations. Uh, there there will be no fans at least to start with. <laughs> No, no hats. The hats, Ross. We're, we're putting the hats to bed. No more hats. Um, you can't have yeah, no it's... hats in the desert, mate. No, no fans. Um, to start with, at least, um, we'll see how that goes. There were there were maybe talks that towards the end uh, there might be some fans if the uh, curve is sufficiently flattened in the OEE, But I wouldn't get your hopes up. Um, and yeah, the the games we've been played in across three cities in the UAE, Abu Dhabi, Dubai and Sharjah. All games taking place at the same time, 7.30pm Indian time or 3pm in the UK if you want to catch the action domestically. Um, the teams, they've sort of they've learned a bit really from England and the West Indies and Pakistan and how they've done their test series and will all have their own bio bubble um, which they'll be travelling together and staying together in a hotel. Um, from what I've heard I'm not experiencing it myself, but from what I've heard of Dubai hotel accommodation, it sounds like that'll be pretty, pretty ideal. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be one of the hotels with the players. Yeah, Burj Khalifa in the bio bubble. Um, from what I've heard of of the IPL, um, basically players are confined to a hotel for for a lot of the kind of eight weeks that they're there anyway, because of the sheer popularity of the the game. It's not like coming over to do a stint in the blast is it uh, <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, sounds like down, the norm- go down to infernos after a game at the oval it sounds like a- spotted by one person yeah it sounds like a normal ipl game with hand sanitizer <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully less of those stupid little horns yeah it, it might making make watching it um on on tv a little more a little more uh, bearable anyway max yeah. um, can you continue your idiot's guide to the ipl please Yes, I certainly can. Um, so a newbie's guide. Look all up idiots. Newbie's guide. Uh, the last thing to mention is just uh, the format, I suppose. So uh, as I mentioned, the teams will play each other twice, and then the top four teams from the league will reach a knockout stage, which is quite a quite a nice little um, uh, a nice little format. So the the third third team and the fourth team play off in an eliminator. And the winner of that match plays the loser of Qualifier 1, which is between first and second place. Um, so the winner of Qualifier 1 goes straight to the final, and then the loser plays the winner of the Eliminator for the final final berth, which is probably an unnecessarily complicated way of saying that uh, the teams that finish in first and second in the league get two bites at making the final. Yes. I love it when you talk about rules. Yeah. Mm. I understand. Does it excites you. Um, what what yeah. else, Max? Tell us more. Uh, that's that. That's all I have, I'm afraid. How, how many um, teams are in it? Eight. There we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that number has varied over the years. Has it? As uh, as new franchises were made and swiftly stopped for reasons of money. Oh, is that what it was? Well, I just thought Rising Pune Super Giants was a terrible name. They were embarrassed <laughs> that they ever started that venture. Uh, right, Max. Well, what what are we going to talk about now? So that you you you've you've set the table for the IPL. Um, yeah. What what what? Now, now you've got to now you've got to bring out the food. Yeah. What's, what's, so, what's coming up? So that yeah, that's the uh, that's the crockery and the cutlery laid out. Now it's time. Another for the way sustenance. of saying set the table. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Uh, time now for the sustenance. That's another way of saying food. Um, of the teams themselves, uh, Jack. I believe you're going to take us away with your. Intro to, uh, well, perennial losers. Royal Challengers RCD. Bangalore, uh, I believe, is, the, is their their official title. Although perennial losers, everyone does know who that team is um, and who they're captained by. Yeah, who also is a perennial loser. <laughs> so the Royal Challengers Bangalore are a team named after an Indian whiskey, based in the city of Bengaluru, uh, which is in the Karnataka province, as if my memory serves. Of India. Uh, their coach is Michael Clark's choker, Simon Katic. Which is good, isn't it? 
Um, Does he have an authoritarian leadership style, do you reckon? I don't know. I mean, like, maybe. Maybe if you want to go home early and see your girlfriend, he'll he'll choke you out too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's the coach. He's teaming up with Virat Kohli, uh, the captain of RCB, uh, who has never won the IPL. Um, That's the most notable thing in his career. Never won the IPL. Um, a bit like Steven Gerrard. But yeah, very very similar players. <laughs> <laughs> Virat Kohli, the box-to-box batsman, Virat Kohli, never won the IPL. <laughs> and the flamboyant stroke maker, Steve Gerrard, never won the Premier League. So, um, yeah. I've never seen them in the same room. That's the, that's the, the leadership bubble. Uh, their kit... So, so you, you need to know what they look like, obviously, when it, when it comes to, to, to watching the IPL, which I'm sure you'll be doing after this, this introduction. Uh, <laughs> they wear a classy uh, red and navy blue number. One of the most sartorial, elegant uh, cricket teams in, in the IPL, I think. Um, they're sponsored by Mutt Hoot Fincorp, who <laughs> 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 are part of the, the Mutt Hoot group. Um, does anyone want to speculate on what the Mutt Hoot group do? Uh, the mud, mud huts. No, it could be. Sure that, it could be matute, couldn't it? Um, uh, I reckon it's something like metal. There's like no. Tartar's pretty big over that core. No, I think that's or one of the other teams. Um, Max, any more guesses? Uh, telecommunications. That's always a safe bet. Uh, no, actually, I mean, like uh, you've named basically the only things they don't do. Um, so, <laughs> so the Mutho Group they offer financial services, information technology, media. <laughs> Healthcare, education, power generation, infrastructure, plantations, precious metal. I I thought we tourism decided we weren't going to include sponsorship segments on this podcast. Tourism and hospitality. Jack Jack is actually just pocketing some cash for this (laughs) because of all our thousands of listeners. Um, so that's what the when you see them, it's important to know the the context of of, of what's going on in the shirts, isn't it? Um, anyways, that's I think that's enough about the kit. It's they wear red yeah. and black, and Virat Kohli's always on the camera. That's how you know it's um, it's 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 Bangalore. Uh, let's have some facts about Bangalore City itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes known as India's Silicon Valley, but did you know? It was the first city in India to be electrified way back in 1906. Is that when A.B. de Villiers turned up? <laughs> I think Trescothic um, actually was uh, <laughs> the first batsman to play under lights. Uh, uh, it's home to 8 million people. Uh, and, and did you know it's the birthplace of the Bangalore torpedo? There you go. I bet you feel like you've been now. Closing the name, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm so glad I didn't get to go in April. <laughs> Um, let's talk about the actual cricket team. So the big names, the big names are the names that people want to hear about. Uh, Kohli and De Villiers. Uh, I think you could probably make a reasonable case that Kohli is the best white ball batter of all time. Uh, and De Villiers probably in the top five or ten. That's a pretty strong start. Uh, they're, they're the guys that RCB basically rely on to do everything. Um, but... And th- and this is the problem I think for RCB. They they cost a lot of money, um, and that means their bowling isn't very good. Uh, so this year at the auction, bearing in mind they they spent quite a lot of money on um, Coley and De Villiers, they've got two class batsmen. What do you think they did at at the auction? Did they buy a batsman? Max, you were supposed to say, oh, they went and bought a bowler and play along with the the, the <laughs> oh, spiel. Sorry. Sorry, I saw you coming. So let's repeat that. What do you think they did? Well, obviously they bought a bowler. No, Max, their, you uh, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got in a massive bidding war with KKR and uh, spent half a million pounds on Aaron Finch. Um, <laughs> so not bad, though. It's, it's all right. Not bad. Um, this means that they, they effectively, they're spending five-twelfths of their salary on three batsmen. Um <laughs> It's not. This is not great construction team. Um, they've compounded that error by whacking a load more money down to pick up Chris Morris, uh, about another twelve. So, so basically, four of their team make up half the salary for the whole squad. Uh, you can see where I'm going with this. They've got no bowlers. Um, they've got Chahal. Well, they, I said they've got no. They have got some bowlers. Um, they've just got no star bowlers. Um, Chahal's a reasonable spinner. 
Uh, we all know who he is, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they've got Dale Stain. They wheel him out <laughs> on a Zimmer <laughs> frame every now and then <laughs> uh, to play. Uh, young stars. Let's talk about the young stars. We've only really got one because they spent all their money on <laughs> on those players. Uh, Devdutt Padakal. He averages 65 at a strike rate of 175 in the domestic level in India below the IPL. Pretty good. Um, and someone who might break out in the IPL and hasn't played there before, we've mentioned him already on the show, Adam Zampa is, uh, was recruited in to the RCB team. Uh, for each team, we're going we're gonna to have a similar format, so Ross and Max are going to go through, probably in, in less um, pointless detail th- than myself. Yeah, I've, I've not got that much on the, on the history of Tartar Steel, the sponsors of Kings <laughs> Punjab Lone. <laughs> Um, but we will all be talking about the English players we'll mention the English players in each team Um, RCB only have one it's Moen Ali Um, he might play a bit he's not going to play is he? so I'm going to get onto this in a second um, when I I talk about their chance of winning I think he he will play Um, and historically he's been pretty good in the IPL uh, which is not what you can say about RCB so they have never won the tournament this is the 13th feature they've been in all 12 They, they weren't in a betting scandal um, they've been bottom two of the last three seasons, including last year. So they're not very good. Uh, and uh, and um, and I probably they probably won't be good this year, will they? <laughs> we should mention their big rivalry. Um, Is that Coley's ego? It's it's not. Uh, Ab de Villiers' ego. Coley and Ab de Villiers' ego team up, don't they, to make one super ego that that demands all the money. Uh, <laughs> And they have a rivalry. Not all the teams in the IPL do have a rivalry, as I as I find, found out when I was looking up the Rajasthan Royals, the most bland cricket team in the history of cricket. <laughs> um, their biggest rival is the Chennai Super Kings, which largely stems from a long, from an old and fairly complicated dispute over who gets what of the Kaveri River system. Um, <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, CSK also beat RCB in the 2011 final, which is the only time RCB made the final their chances of winning the tournament well RCB is 7-1 to one with bookies which I think might not be very good odds I, I probably <laughs> wouldn't bet on them at that they're, they're a very top heavy side and I think their bowling could end up being exposed um, I think they've got another issue and this is why I think Mo and Ali will play a fair number of games for them um, they have a lot of right handed batsmen so all of their batsmen basically are right handed uh, and in an IPL that I think will be more dominated by spin than usual, they're pretty vulnerable uh, go to leg spin and left-handed off spin. Um, Moen Ali, obviously, as a left-hander, could be a little bit of a counterweight to that. So I think he will actually play a fair number of games. And obviously, he offers another spin option. Um, but you should watch out for, for that. I, I, I think the, the one-dimensional nature of their team means they're vulnerable to spin. On the flip side, they're... They do have a bunch of spinners. None of them are amazing, but they do have a bunch. So if it turns out to be a little bit like the CPL, where anyone who bowls any spin is deadly, uh, you know, that that's, I think, probably the redeeming possibility for RCB. I'll round off with um, why should someone should support them. And then I think we might actually want to take a little bit, little break after we've had, we've had a lot of um, IPL. After David Attenborough has joined us yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> why should you support them? Uh, well, they've got the best stadium, which you won't see. The only f- fully renewable-powered stadium in the world. Um, they've probably got the best kit. And I think, probably, if we're being honest, it would be nice to see Coley win the IPL before he retires. Um, so that that is Royal Challengers Bangalore. We're going to take a break, um, and we will come back with three other IPL previews. Ross, who are you going to be talking about? Kings Eleven Punjab. Kings 11 Punjab The Kings, eh? Yes, as that wonderful jingle suggests, I'm doing Kings 11 Punjab. Um, Jack, I'm going to try and take probably about 30 seconds compared to what you did. Uh, the coaching staff, Anil Kumble, Andy Flower, Axis. That's a, that's a, that's a strong, strong bit of leadership there. Um, they're captained by Run Machine, KH Rahul. KL Rahul. Um, who? 
<laughs> His brother. <laughs> they made uh, a terrible error. <laughs> they've, they've done what they did with the Currens a few years ago. Oh, we've got the, we've bought Ben Curran. <laughs> oh no. Uh, and then, when it comes to city facts, they are based in Punjab, and uh, unsurprisingly, in Mahali, um, which is the breadbasket of India. The uh, two thirds of um, the wheat and one third of milk production is done in the in, in the region. Um, and uh, you'll be happy to know that it's uh, actually the first traces of um, of humans is found in the uh, in the district, so or the region. So it's uh, what, in the world, real, uh, or no, no, not in the world, in just India. in India, okay. just in India. Um, but the, these guys have had a torrid, torrid time in the IPL. They're like the Royal Challengers of Bangalore, they have not won. The best they did was runners up in 2014. Um, five years in a row, they have missed out on being in the playoffs. Um, and this has pretty much been because they had Raviander, uh, Raviander Ashwin um, as their captain. Um, and I just wanted to say that they've now traded him to their rivals, Delhi Capitals. Um, and if you go on to their website, so you know they had the Mancad controversy last year. I remember it well. Um, and we're, we're, we're like a Mancad on here. Um, fair to say that um, Kings Eleven Punjab, when they've got their consultants in and I look at what their mission and visions are, um, they've turned around and said that the means are as important as the ends. Um, and that was put onto uh, one of the departing statements to <laughs> Ashwin <laughs> when they traded him away. Um, their best players include the Universe Boss, the Big Show, Nicholas Puran, Majib. Um, they've even got some other names like Sheldon Cottrell, one of the favourites of the podcast. Um, Nair and Jimmy Nisham is also there too. Um, old boy Mohammed Shami is uh, there, who's actually a pretty decent and wide old bowler these days. Um, and they've got two good young players in um, Perel and Bishu. So uh, we'll see what happens on that front. Chris Jordan, as I said, the best bowler in T20 history of all time, etc., <laughs> is part of the setup. Um, and ultimately, I think it's this year. I think this is their year. Um, what, what's your what's your evidence for this? Because that they they sound like they might be missing a spinner or two. Well, I think uh, I think Majib um, was just shown recently that he's uh, he's absolutely class. They've got a couple of decent um, local spinners as well. Um, but I just think anyone that has a 45-year-old Chris Gale in their side is a force to be reckoned with. Um, Glenn Maxwell is obviously one of the best players. Not on evidence in the recent T20, um, but he's really going to have a good go. And I just think the balance is kind of right. The, the Feng Shui, the, the, the KXIP... Uh, whatever it is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, all, all of their their auras, the, yeah. the yin and their yang, the chakras is, is in are in line. So, and I, I just think it'd be really nice to see them win it after getting rid of the second-hand car salesman that was Ravi Ashwin. I think it's a shame they got rid of Ashwin. I think in, in many ways he was Mister Kings Eleven Punjab. Um, I, I, who's he play for now? Delhi Capitals. Yeah, I support them now. <laughs> <laughs> He's not allowed to. Is he the captain? The man they, card, they, though, is have he? They brought him in as captain. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh, that's good. I think they have. Um, and we'll, I'll leave you on a final fact. So, if you ever get to visit Mahali, they have the biggest rose garden in the world. So, if you're a fan of horticulture, um, that is where that is where you should go. Twenty-seven hectares. That's a very good fact, um, Max. Who are you going to talk to us about? Well, Jack, I uh, will be previewing for you the Kolkata Knight Riders, <laughs> coached by none other than Brendan McCullum. Yeah, nice. Not a bad. Not a bad the, one. The man have. who the man who catapulted IPL to stardom in his very first game. Yeah. So um, let's uh, let's let's hope he has a, a good stint as a, as a coach. Uh, he's done. He's done good things for uh, for the white ball game. So long may that continue. Captained by Dinesh Kartik. And uh, you will see the Kolkata Knight Riders uh, streaming onto the field in their uh, famous purple and gold. Nice, uh, nice combo, I think. I think it's a good kit. Uh, the official team, team, theme, the official <laughs> theme of the team is Corbo Lobo Jeepo Re, which means we will perform, fight, and win. Can you just confirm one quick thing as well? They are named after the show Knight Rider. Yeah, that's coming up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you start with Kit? <laughs> uh huh. Um, Kolkata. We've we've had some facts about the places that they're based, so we'll have some more facts. Uh, they're 
based based at Eden Gardens, uh, pretty good stadium in Kolkata in West Bengal state. Kolkata uh, as a as a city, one for the transport enthusiasts, I'd say. So uh, one time pod presenter Robin Hughes should uh, should maybe get himself over there. Uh, Kolkata, the only city in India to have a tram network, and the first <laughs> city in India to have a metro system. That's good. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kolkata helping you get from A to B. Oh, uh, imagine, imagine how hot it is on that tube. <laughs> now I'm imagining that. Oh, I think it's a stupid. Why would, you, why would you build a tram system? <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> uh, we'll get to you the players. Maniacs. The players, the bits that we all want to know about. Um, they made Pat Cummings the most expensive overseas player at auction last year. Um, so... That's that's one big player they have. Uh, they also retain uh, Dre Russ, another pod favourite, and Sunil Narine, Kuldeep Yadav, and Lockie Ferguson. All pretty pretty high-profile players, I think you'd say. Uh, they will be backed up by some pretty exuberant youth in the form of Shivam Mavi and Kamlesh Nagakorti, who... Uh, young pace bowlers who uh, impressed in the Under-19 World Cup. Uh, Nagakorti was injured for quite a while afterwards. With a, I think it was a stress factor in his back. So he, whether he plays much, we uh, we will remain to be seen. But uh, Shivan Mavi has been quite a um, quite an exciting prospect, hitting 140 Ks with his bowling. So there's pace there, and uh, he might be required to. Uh, to, to step in, given the number of overseas players uh, in in the squad, um, so they're, fo- and... they're, fo- they're following the old um, Doctor Young Old combo, aren't they? Or Doctor Youth Old from last time. <laughs> Doctor Youth Old. <laughs> the, the old I youth wonder old. what you're on about there. Yeah. Old Young, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was youth. It was Youth Old. <laughs> oh, youth old yeah. It was Youth Old. Um, on the batting side, they've also got 21-year-old uh, Shubman Gill, so he'll be probably be quite important to uh, to their chances. Uh, incidentally, it was his birthday yesterday, so happy birthday, Shubman! Happy he birthday! He to be listening. Yeah, uh, English players: Owen Morgan, Tom Banton, and Harry Gurney. Uh, Harry so, Gurney's injured, unfortunately, isn't he? Yes, uh, but uh, you know, and Owen Morgan did destroy his finger, but. He did come back and play, so he might be all right. And uh, if Tom Banton uh, takes off like he did in the Big Bash, then that could be a pretty exciting, um, uh, yeah, batting lineup that they have. I mean, I'm interested yeah. to see Banton actually in the IPL. I think, I think he, in many ways, as we were saying earlier, he's sort of made himself droppable from England. I think he needs a big IPL. He has to one, he's probably got to break into that team, and two, he really needs mm. to, to do something impressive uh, to get in the the T20 21 World Cup. Yeah, he did very well in the in the Pakistani Super League as well when he played, didn't he? So uh, there's uh, some positives there. Yeah, uh, he's certainly he's certainly not new to the, sort of the the pressures of these sorts of franchise competitions. So that that should stand him in good stead. Uh, historical performance is all right. They've won it twice uh, in 2012 and 2014, but they were fifth last year, and they've had a few pretty uh, uninspiring finishes over the years. So quite hit and miss. Um, big rivals are the Mumbai Indians, probably not the right team to be picking a rivalry with in the IPL. Um, (laughs) I think that's mainly just because Mumbai is also really big. (laughs) That's what I read. Some some top-level analysis there. They're both really big cities and and states in India. And India is not big enough for the both of them. (laughs) No, I know. Um, I mean, chances this year, they're 5-1 to with the bookies, roughly. I think that's probably fair. Middling, I'd say. Not in the top tier of favourites, but... um, Would you ever punt? They do. Uh, I'd, I'd be tempted. They've got, I mean... They've got a pretty tasty-looking team, um, but it might be a little over-reliant on some of the overseas stars. Obviously, they won't be able to feel all of those at once. Um, so we will. We'll any, any, any team with Dre Russ in, you can't you can't dismiss him, can you? Yeah, uh, Jared, no. Jared Kimber did a thing about him recently. Uh, he is it the number one or the number two highest strike rate batsman against four out of six of the different types of bowling you can have. So, right and left arm seam, off spin and leg spin. Um, and he's particularly good against right arm bowling. So basically, seventy six percent of the balls bowled in international T Twenty cricket around the world, Dre Russ would be in the first or second best batsman to be on strike <laughs> to that. Um, oh, to that hopefully they bowling. learned their lessons, right? Hopefully they learned their lessons. Last year we were talking around that they weren't opening up with him, or they weren't batting him in the top four. So he ended up coming in at six or seven, and that's why ultimately Kolkata didn't do very well last year. 
Mm. They, had a bit, they had a bit of a weird season, didn't they? Because they, um, they started off fairly strong and they lost like seven or eight games in a row. And then they yeah, won they and lost the last game. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, coming back to what you said earlier, Jack, why you should support them. Uh, and it is because they are actually named after the 1980s TV series Knight Rider, <laughs> um, owned by the same people as uh, the Trinbago Knight Riders. Um yeah, for some reason they were they were big fans. So if you're a if you're a fan of U.S. crime dramas or uh, or the Hoff himself, then probably a no-brainer. Have, have uh, you ever had second, David Hasselhoff at the reason. stadium? Has, he ever, has, he, has Hasselhoff ever received an invite to uh, watch the game of cricket? Do you know? Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe we should ask him. We could get him on. We'll get our best knows. guys on that for next week. Yeah. Um, the other reason, uh, again, that you mentioned Ross uh, as to why you should support the Kolkata Knight Riders is Dre Russ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, famous drugs band, Dre Russ. Definitely, you want to be supporting him. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, he's probably the most entertaining um, batter, isn't he, in the world? <clears throat> Bowls a bit as well. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. KKR are probably the... the if, if you're going to, as a casual cricket fan, watch some IPL, KKR games. That would be my tip, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, um, and then to wrap up the IPL preview, Max, thank you very much for that. Jack, final side, well, who have you got? So it's an interesting one. KKR, they should be the team you watch as a neutral, uh, unless you're English, and, and then maybe you want to watch Rajasthan Royals, because there's definitely a little bit of a, an Albion vibe going on <laughs> uh, at the Royals. Uh, let's start with their coach, Andrew McDonald. Nope, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's one of Langer's assistant coaches for Australia. Uh, yeah, a storied Sheffield Shield career. Right. Um, they are captained by Steve Smith. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a strong yeah. start. Unless Steve Smith doesn't turn up, and then they've got Yanadkat in as a, as a, like a backup. Um, so okay. Obviously, to to get from England to uh, Dubai's there's like quarantine and so on. Um, there's some talk that maybe Steve Smith will want to break or so on, something, so they might make Yanad Cat the captain. Um, Steve Smith's only the captain because Rahane didn't do very well last year and they panicked and brought Steve Smith in and they shouldn't really have because he's a cheat. Um, but we'll leave, we'll leave that there. Um, the kit, they wear a bright pink kit with a fade to blue. Uh, you can't miss it. Um, they are sponsored by TV9, a Hindi TV channel. Which I'm assuming I'm going to take a punt that you can find on Channel Nine in India. <laughs> <laughs> um, they released their kit today with a with a promo video on Twitter. Uh, a guy skydives with a, like a kit bag of shirts to a bunch of players who are all hanging out on a beach in Dubai. Uh, the video is set to two minutes of electric guitar, uh, <laughs> which which sounds like an off cut. From the original Top Gun score, um, <laughs> go and go and watch it. Uh, it's definitely not a Red Bull advert. Definitely not what it is. <laughs> An introductory fact about um, about uh, the Rajasthan Royals. Well, R- Rajasthan's actually a state in India of about seventy million people. So, the Royals small small catchment area. Yeah, they're effectively representing a country. Uh, they're based mainly in Jaipur, which uh, many British tourists will have visited. It's in the Golden Triangle of tourist destinations. Um, and it's known for being pink. Uh, back in the day, some foreign dignitary, and by foreign dignitary I mean the King of England, uh, <laughs> was going to rock up there. And so they, to, to commemorate that, they painted everything pink. And then since then, it's sort of been the thing they do, as I understand. Um, besides the cricket... Jaipur is known for hosting the biggest literary festival in the world, which is why friend of the pod Tom Holland got to go there on the world's greatest cricket tour. <laughs> and their best players, well, obviously Steve Smith. Um, so some people might be saying, oh, Steve Smith, he hasn't got a great record in T20s. He has apparently revamped his entire game to to be, to be in full plunder mode ahead of the, the T20 World Cup. Obviously, that was supposed to be in Australia um, now. Uh, and he he was focused on on being the best Steve Smith Steve Smith could possibly be for that. So I'm fully expecting Steve Smith to be basically unstoppable. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's ever tried anything batting wise that hasn't fully come off for him. Uh, so I'm going to say he's going to light it up. Uh, after that, 
Um, it's the English. It's the English fleet, really. Um, so you've got Joss, Joss Butler and Joffrey Archer. Uh, I, I don't think we really need to go into too much detail about them, do we? No. Who, who are they? Um, so Joss Butler is um, a wicketkeeper who doesn't always wicketkeep for some reason. Right. Um, and and he hits a long ball. Uh, comes from Somerset. Okay. Is it a supporting character? Or is he a bit of a? We're not, a yeah, we're not really sure. Uh, Joffrey Archer. Um, he's only played a few tests for England. Mixed bag. Uh, is that the one they changed the rules for, so we could actually <laughs> qualify, so we could win the uh, yes, World Cup? Yes, it is. It? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, local player Sanju Sampson. Everyone says he's really good. He's not necessarily shown that so far, but everyone says he's really good. So I'm, I'm going to say Sanju Sampson is the one you want to look out for. In terms of youngsters, there's a couple: Mayank Markande, a 22-year-old leg spinner. He's played for India, uh, I think, once already. Uh, they're playing on the same three grounds over and over again in the desert. I think a leg spinner is probably going to be quite useful. I'm, I'm saying he might be a, a breakout star for them. And then um, who remembers the Under-19 World Cup from last year? This year? 2018. Whatever. Um, yeah, Shazvi Jaiswal uh, was India's star player uh, there. The, the Rajasthan Royals spent a bunch of money picking him up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the £500,000 they're paying will be returned in the manner of a single cap for the Rajasthan Royals. <laughs> we'll see. That'll be a good one to monitor. If it does, like um, people people do say he's very good, so I'm excited to see him play. English players, we'll run through them quickly. Uh, Butler, Joffre, uh, and Tom Curran. I don't think Tom Curran's going to play, but he's there. Um, Stokes is in their team, but it's not really clear whether he will play in the IPL. Um, the, That's quite a lineup, isn't it? Joss Butler, Stokes, Steve Smith, yeah, Archer. Yeah, um, this is. What, I mean, this is if you if you if you are if you just want to watch players, you know, Rajasthan Royals mm. may be a team to watch. Um, but yeah, I, I don't actually know if Stokes will make it. Obviously, he's uh, got personal issues at the moment. He's in New Zealand with his dad. Uh, I think because of the quarantine system, he's only actually just got through that in New Zealand. So he hasn't really spent any time with his dad yet. Um, I doubt he's going to fly out for another 14 days of quarantine in like three days or whatever it is to make the beginning of the IPL. He might turn up halfway through is the rumour. Historically... Uh, they've won the tournament once in 2008 under Shane Warne, who, incidentally, remains their brand representative. <laughs> uh, do, do they, are they sponsored by his hair dye? Uh, by any chance? No, uh, no, but I'm sure whenever he gets on the TV, he will mention it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they are one of the two teams caught up in a betting scandal. Um, not great. Naughty, naughty. Having said that, when we come to our rivalries, you'd think a team wrapped up in a betting scandal would have a rival. Maybe the team they cheated against. No. Um, the, the, the Rajasthan Royals are such a bland team uh, that they have no rivals. Not You couldn't find one on the internet. And Lord knows how much cricket content is produced by the IPL. Not one Bleacher Report top 10 IPL rivalries uh, in, involved, involved Rajasthan Royals. Um, their chances of winning the tournament... I think it's quite hard to say. They're, they're pl- priced at, at about 10 to 1 by bookmakers. Um, and I think I think that might be about right. Um, the big issue they've got is that they don't have a great spin attack and they're playing in the UAE. Um, <laughs> if, if the CPL is anything to go by, and fucking hell I hope it isn't because that has been turgid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if the CPL is anything to go by, uh, spin is going to be very important. I expect like 12 overs a game of spin. Um, and I don't think they can send that down. They'd have to bowl Steve Smith. Um, they're really, really lacking when it comes to spin. Um, why should you support them? Let's finish off. Uh, if you like England, obviously, uh, Jaipur looks like a pretty cool city. Um, <laughs> maybe that's reason. Um, although I have to say, there's a few reasons. I think they're I think they're part owned by one of Rupert Murdoch's sons. Probably not a reason to support them. Uh, Shane Warne's really annoying. Also not a reason to support them. Uh, and they they refer to themselves, or rather Rahul Dravid refers to them as the team that takes the money ball approach, which is fucking meaningless because they're not. Um, <laughs> there's no team in the IPL taking the money ball approach, paying Freddie Wilde twenty grand a year to come and do consultancy. Um, that's that's basic due diligence in the in in the modern world. If you didn't pay an analyst to come 
and and make sure you were making ridiculous decisions, then you shouldn't be running a cricket team. Um, who does uh, who does Royal Challengers Bangalore have as their data? I could, they didn't have one. It wasn't listed. And I think, see, look, uh, the, the other teams they are they have analysts. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just that this team have the most high profile. They fucking put loads of fucking nonsense on their on on the internet. Rahul Dravid just chat shit about being the moneyball team. It's basic things like, oh, this guy's good batting against pace, so we use him against pace. It's like, oh, really? You fucking genius. <laughs> That's Love not it. what Moneyball is. Um, well, another time we'll discuss that another time. But that's the that's the Rajasthan Royals, the team you probably shouldn't bother supporting unless you've got some fetish about Joss Butler, Dan Norcross. And <laughs> that wraps up part one of our IPL preview. Thank you ever so much for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we might put it all together. We'll do, we'll do we'll do part two next week just before the tournament. We might release this all as like one big show if 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 that's better at some point. Um, which will be Sounds annoying good. for you because you'll have just listened up to this point and then know that in the future you'll have to relive the whole of the last 45 minutes that bit's being cut out <laughs> Max, Jack, see you later thank you valued listeners Bye. goodbye bye